certain things I can't DJ for anymore. Uh, certain individuals, certain situations. Oh, uh, like how, like I, yeah, like how I came to God and said, "No more sweet sixteen parties for me." I was done. What's going on, DJ family? DJ Reese here. Every Monday at nine a.m., I'm dropping a new podcast episode where I'm highlighting some of the dopest DJs out there that are creating vibes at all the venues that they're DJing at. If you want to hear these stories, level up in your DJing. If you're a new beginner DJ, you need new tips. You want to hear the inspiration from the DJs who started out new that are taking their DJing game to the next level. Well, you got to check out WeCreateTheVibes.com every Monday, 9 a.m. New stories, new episodes from the dopest DJs out there killing it in the game right now. Hosted by DJ Reese. Again, check out WeCreateTheVibes.com. What's going on, DJ family? Welcome to another episode of We Create The Vibes podcast where we interview some of the dopest DJs out there creating vibes everywhere they go. Mm -hmm. Special guest, one and only, Classic Phillies, 107.9 Zone. Yep. DJ Tactics. Peace, 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 peace. My brother, man. 30 years in the radio game. I mean, 30 plus years in the radio game. You've been doing your thing. Talk to me about the preparation, man. Mix show DJ but you also DJ private events. I know the preparation is totally different. Yeah. Everything behind it's totally different. I mean, when you're DJing at the radio station, you got yeah. a PD, you got other people, you got people in sales, private event, you might just have your client. Right. Talk to me about the differences and how do you prepare for both? Well, interesting, you know, when, I, when it comes down to DJing on the radio, um, they want it to be very hit intensive. So they want people to um, keep listening. So they want hit songs, right? Now I'm the kind of DJ which recognize the hit songs, but then, you know, I always like to throw in what we call the oh effect. Okay. Right? <laughs> now, even those records, I'm going to make sure that they had some type of charting or, you know, um, that they were actually listened to at the time so that, you know, somebody goes, oh, yeah, I remember that record. You know what I mean? And they'll keep listening, but it's not, I don't sound the same all the time. You know what I mean? So I want my mixes to be unique on the radio, right? Now, out and about, it's not really about uniqueness, right? If, if they want to hear that Cuffit song, you're going to play that Cuffit song. That's true. <laughs> um, if, if, you, if they want to do that little line there in Jerusalem, you're going to do the line there in Jerusalem. <laughs> That's so true, man. You That's know what I mean? For a couple years. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's not really... You know, that's not really a time to be creative. That's the time to be... That's the time to do what we call... What I think is called customer service. All right? The, the dance floor and the people on the dance floor is your customer, you're going to give them the music that they want. I could be a little bit more, you know, uh, creative on the radio, but, you know, for a client, that's not the time to be creative. That's the time to, uh, to uh, do customer service. What do you want to hear? You know, and know when they want to hear it. Mm. That's so true. 
got to know when they want to hear, you know, hear that record or hear their records, you know? Right. And always, you know, especially, you know, I'm the type of DJ that will listen to requests. Some DJs don't like it. I've always liked to hear requests. Now, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm playing, you know, beats for minutes at, you know, 120 and you come and tell me, yo, could you play like, you know, uh, H town, uh, you know, and slow it down on and like, come on, bro. But you know, but even in then I'll be like, I'll tell you what, I'll try to get that on later on that night. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe not, you know I mean? I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't no totally discourage because it's, you know, customer service, you know, you don't want to be like, man, get out of here with that. That's bad customer service. That's, that's so true, man. You know what I mean? It's bad customer service. And then you got the, you know, when you were in the club, uh, could you play this record because I'm leaving? <laughs> that's that, a classic one. That's a classic one, right? <laughs> you go, I'll see what I can do, but I ain't playing that record because you're leaving. Yeah, you're going to leave anyway, so. Yeah, you leaving. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you're not helping out the bar at all. Right, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you leaving. You know what I mean? If if you want to hear that, you can hear. You can really hear that in the car if you leave it. Right? No, that yeah. That's a that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> no, I mean, but at the same time, you know, at the same time, if it's a good record that they're suggesting, it just might work. So you don't shut down the whole request system. But you do make judgments on what requests are viable or what requests aren't. But you always treat those people with respect and niceness and not necessarily go and get out of here with that. <laughs> no, that's true. That's why I got the shirt. You know, yeah. I play requests sometimes. Sometimes. There you depends. go. Depends on what. <laughs> well, that's right. All right. And speaking of records, speaking of requests, speaking of music, you being a DJ, you know, a top DJ in a top 10 radio market doing private events. Man, do you actually break new records at your events? You know, do you, do you find yourself doing that? Because I, I feel like the way... DJing is going. I feel like it's less, there's, you know, it's like less opportunities for us to break some of these new records at some of these, some of these events. Cause you know, some of these clients, the event is, you know, tailored a, you know, a specific way. They want this type of music or they want this top 40 or, Hey, I, I just want, you know, I'm DJ for people where I just want all soca, all soca and reggae. I don't want to, you know, all nineties, two thousands, you know, like, so, so many times clients have these, you know, specific uh, things that they want for their event. So do you ever catch yourself or often playing or breaking new records? Almost never. Mm. Almost never. Because like I said before, when you get into, you know, the clients and I said at events, I get a lot less creative on what I'm going to play. At that point, you're playing for the client. You're not trying to break a record. You're doing it for the client. You know what I mean? Now, if I'm, you know, if I'm on the air and I'm able to play new records, 
that's where you support that record in that in that format you know you support the record you know hopefully they're doing whatever they got to do to you know to continue to promote that record you know and then at the same time that's why me and jay ski have a podcast we have a podcast so that we can showcase new records or you know hip real hip-hop records that are not being played on the air so you know you really never break records for at a client because that's not what they want to hear okay it's customer service it's not what they mm -hmm. want to hear but if you know if what if you want to break a new record or break new records then my suggestion is to create a podcast or create some type of way to be able to break a record and you know have your audience hear that record and be exposed to it through you you know what i mean but not in an event no mm. no I, re I respect that man yeah you're right all about that client client customer service right and speaking of clients, mm -hmm. when is a perfect time to turn down a gig or a potential gig from a potential client? When is the time to turn it down? Yeah. Well, two, two. I would. I'm gonna bring up two main reasons. Okay. One. Um. Well, actually, three reasons because there was one time. <laughs> I, there was one time I turned down a gig, and it was like. The outside gig in like in like Fairmount Park, but it was in the kind of shady section of Fairmount. Okay. <laughs> so, um, for safety reasons, mm. can't do everything. Okay, realize what your that surrounding is, and make that determination. Right. So that's number one, safety, because. Mm be in some shady spots and it ain't always the best for our career <laughs> that's that's a big and one. It ain't best for our life right you know what i mean so that's number one number two if they're not respecting your price know what your worth is the dj and if they're not going to respect your price feel free to say no Feel free to say no, all right? And number three, as we were talking probably off air about, you know, the type of gig it is. If, you know, you see all this gray hair here, this ain't the dude, this ain't the dude that should be doing your Sweet 16 party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though I might be able to do it, you know what I mean? Or a college party. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I'm 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 kind of out of that range. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So you gotta know where it is. Now I was talking to like a, a colleague of mine and I and he was saying that he kind of still does it because there's no young DJs, right? There's no young DJs that's not gonna have, you know, everybody has 
dirty versions and stuff like that. And even at Sweet 16, you know, you got people's parents there and people's grandparents there, even though it's their part. So you got to find a way to make sure that everybody has a good time. You yeah. know what I mean? And these young DJs, I don't know. I got to figure, I don't know how we bring up these young DJs. You know what I mean? It's, you know, <laughs> you know, I definitely want to be part of the positive process yeah. for a young DJ. But, you know, some of these young DJs got to really step it up. And, you know, just like we learned from our, from our uh, predecessors, they should be eager to learn from us. And I've seen some, a couple of young DJs on, you know, video and stuff like that. But it seems to be very difficult to find young DJs. And hopefully, you know, we can make a difference of that, you know, being a more experienced DJ to be able to tap into these young DJs and be like, look, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. You know what I mean? And I know there's little DJ schools here and there and stuff like that, but, you know, DJing is something that you got to stick to. It's not, you know, people just say, oh, that looks really cool. And, you know, play a little bit of vinyl and, you know, everything looks really cool. But, you know, there's there's money to be made. There's, it's a business, you know what I mean? And it could be a business for you. You know what I mean? You just got to really study it, you know, be interested to be studying your craft just from it, just past it being cool. Absolutely. You got to really, you got to really tap in, you know, like, yeah, you're right. And you really could, uh, you know, you really can make a a serious career and there's, you know, there's different lanes, there's different levels. I mean, you got the radio route. I mean, I mean, I've seen even people, which is, this is something I would never do, but I've seen even, you know, people close to six figures DJing karaoke. And I, that to me, I, I can't really get down with it, but I, I respect it. You know, it, it's a grind. It's a hustle. I'm like six figures for karaoke. I mean, that's crazy, but it, the possibilities are, are, are there with DJ. I mean, you could really, even from just DJing on Twitch or online or even through the whole podcast realm, like there's avenues with this, like there's avenues, like you don't have to be in the club. You don't have to do the wedding. You don't have to do the sweet 16. Like there's so many lanes. Like you could be in the arena, the sports side, like it's, you know, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. That's one thing I never did was the, was the sports arena thing. You know what I mean? I missed that. Mm. But you know, I did get the the eight hundred people in the club in New York. Ooh, that's that's big in New York too, because you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, crowd is, I'm opening tough. up for you know, um, there's like a big club called the Shadow. I opened up. Okay, tell me know, about that experience. Red Alert's birthday party. Mm, okay, the King right there. Bill Gay. There's the treacherous, treacherous three. Come, okay. um, couple, couple other people. And then you know, Melly Mel and everybody was in the building, and you know, it was just hip hop heaven. So I opened up. You know, I did an opening set for that show, and then you know, Chuck Chill Out comes in and 
goes, man, yeah, you, you're charged. You know, in his Chuck Chill Out way. And that was like the ultimate, you know what I mean? But I used to do that club every week. And, you know, there was six, 700 people every time. And then there was a live broadcast on BLS at the same time. You know what I mean? That that carried me for a while. That experience, you know, DJing in front of that many people, even then, you're not really breaking records. <laughs> that you is know? true. At that time, you know, at that time, you 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 and your flow, like, how am I going to get these people rocking dancing. all the time? You know what I mean? And that's and that's the goal. You know what I mean? And, you know, ever since then, you know what I mean? DJing for that many people every week was an experience. It was definitely an experience. Mm, I can only imagine, man. Yo, I'm I'm actually uh I'm I'm about to take your league. I just did one uh in Teaneck like two weeks ago and it was it was popping, but I man, I'm 36, man. I can't really but dude, you guess what? Into I was it. still guess what? At 36, I was still doing sweet 16 parties. So, I didn't come to that realization until maybe like 47. And mm-hmm. then I looked at myself when I started seeing the gray. I was like, yo, I'm the old man in the club. You got that feeling like it looked crazy. Like can't be the old man. It's like if (laughs) if I'm not supposed to be there, if I'm too old to be there, then I'm too old to DJ there. I I feel you, man. I'll be I feel like that with the sweet 16s. I'm shit. I'm 20, 20. Yeah, I know. Like crazy. Like even even the college events. I was just at Rutgers on Monday. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie, like. When I go on campus and do these events, I'm like, man, I'm even when I was in college, like I never like college was never for me. I got my yeah. BA. I even went to grad school, but that was never really my play, never really my angle, not really how I wanted to operate. You right. know, if I knew how the business world worked at that time, then yeah, I'll I'll be I probably would never even have went to college because it just wasn't financially, it just wasn't smart. Like it just wasn't worth it for me and the things yeah. I wanted to do. You know, it's funny. It's like, you know, um, I I was considering what my future was in DJing coming in 2023. Mm, Okay. Talk to me about that. Well, you know, see, there's there's things going on. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, when your health isn't the same and, and, you know, in situations like that, you know, you you gotta kind of consider and then also the landscape has changed you know what i mean so it's true i have to kind of rebrand myself i've always been the dj in the club on the radio you know what i mean doing things like that and then you know maybe i need to get more into corporate gigs maybe i need to get into more you know um you know maybe political parties, you know, um, yeah. in that, you know, I mean, more of a corporate level, you know what I mean? Because I'm a little bit too old for, like you said, the college thing, okay. you know what I mean? You know, some people get married, but most people are already married. And at my point, at my, at my stage, it's either a second or third marriage, okay. or it's just a straight up divorce. You know what I mean? It's like, nobody, you know, nobody's getting married. Like, when I was in my 30s, I was doing weddings, 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 yeah. weddings, weddings. Yep. 
you know what I mean? But a little bit, you know, when you get up there, you're not doing as many weddings. That's true. You know what I mean? Hmm. Do a couple, but you're not doing as many weddings. And then if it's a young person's wedding, it's almost like doing a 316 party. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's that's facts, man. You know what's so crazy? Man, I'm 36, and what you just said, like, I've been talking about that, the whole rebranding thing for, like, right. over probably, like, seven, eight months. I've been going back and forth, back and forth, because I just want to, like, I feel like I am leveling up, but I want to level up to the max, like, galas, DJ for politicians, uh, even gyms, more corporations, more companies. I actually really don't even want, like, I used to love the clubs. I used to love the lounges. I honestly don't even want to touch those venues at this point in my career and then i don't even want to do like even if i do colleges i have no problem doing it as long as long as it's not a uh a college party like i don't want to do oh but those are great it's times. too young man like it's like, <laughs> the music doesn't really like it's different yeah it doesn't move me at all and like i i'm paying attention but i'm not feeling it like right not feeling what i'm playing is not really as fun you and know. that's and that's and that's important. You know what I mean? Yes. If you know the music that you're playing is not moving you, or you've you've musically moved out of the market, you know what I mean, that these kids are listening to. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're musically, you know, because I mean, even me, it's like, look, every year you know, you know, my musical experience goes back to the 70s mm, okay I was just telling somebody it was like look i was you know i was attuned to music at a really really early age very early age mm. so you know being in a car seat or well, back in the days was a booster seat i remember the tunes that was coming out of those speakers in the back seat okay you know what i mean i remember those tunes and you know that's an error for me. And in the 80s, you know, I was in high school and stuff like that. The golden age of hip hop and everything and how involved I was in hip hop. And I was making records, doing beatboxing, you know, like I did a bunch of stuff, you know what I mean? Outside. And I didn't really start DJing, DJing until like 86. Because I was always, you know, I was always a dancer. That was my main thing. I used to dance and then I used to do some graffiti, right? So in Plainfield, I used to be called Tic Tac because, you know, I, I would do the tick ticking move. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you still be doing it? You still got the dance move? Yeah, I mean, it's like riding the bike. You know what I mean? You still got it. <laughs> <laughs> but got it. it's like, you know, but, and I, and I traded off that knowledge and I had a boy my man 12 gauge who at the time was dj fresh he taught me how to dj and okay. i taught him how to pop you know what i mean pop and lock and stuff like that right so that's when i started djing and i found out that you know my whole thing with hip-hop was all about how to get women it was it was a it was a women thing okay, okay. it's like i started popping and learning how to dance because there was this talent show and these dudes was on stage popping and locking. I'm seeing all these girls screaming. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> that's the key. That's it. 
Okay, so I started doing that. So mm -hmm. then when I'm DJing, you know what I mean? I'm seeing all these these butts wiggling. And then the music is loud. They got to get all up in your ear. Could you request, can I get a request song? Yeah, girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was, you know, in Jersey, it was very heavy house. You okay. know, I mean, even back in the 80s, it was very heavy house music. So I learned how to DJ, you know, hip hop scratching and stuff like that. But then I settled into the whole house scene because that's what the women liked it. I, you mm -hmm. know, I was doing the parties in the basement and I was playing a bunch of house music and it was really, really working for me. You know what I mean? And then I made a couple house records. You know what I mean? I got into that whole scene and produced a couple house records even after, you know, being part of a hip hop group called Fresh Finesse. Um, and, you know, funny thing about it is some of that stuff is actually on YouTube with me, you know, because I used to play the keyboard for him. I used to oh. dance for him. And in the first record, I did a whole beatbox record with them rapping on it called Scheming. Okay. You know what I mean? So went into that phase and then you get into the 90s phase. The 90s phase was... You know, I, I did some house, produced some house music in early 90s, and then I settled really into the club scene, okay? So I was doing a club scene. I was doing this spot in Jersey called Mr. G's. It was popping. Okay. Popping, popping. Okay? So did that, went through all that. Now, the, you know, the funny thing about it was I got really bored with house music, okay? And I felt that I wanted to challenge myself. Okay, so we're best to challenge your DJ abilities to be amongst the best DJs in the world as Philadelphia. Mm. You know what I mean? When you talk about the cash monies. Okay, legendary. Jeffs. You know what I mean? You know, and then, you know, Granddad, Grand Wizard Rasheen and all the other DJs that I've seen in Philly, I was like, yo. I need to make my way to Philly somehow. Mm. And I had wanted to do that for a long time, but I got fortunate when I was putting out, you know, Chuck Chill Out was, is a real good friend of mine and an idol to me, you know what I mean? And one of the pioneers in radio in, in New York. Um, I did a mock air check and sent it around and it was heard by somebody in Philly 103.9. And they put me on. And that was it. I packed my bags, moved from Jersey to Philly. And the first time that I was there, you know what I mean? I, you know, I knew of J Ski, but I heard J Ski and I was like, I'm not ready. Oh, yeah? Okay. J Ski you know, made me feel like, like that. Okay. Made me feel like that. I'm not ready. Mm. You know what I mean? And then yeah, I heard shout to Jay Ski, man. Yeah. I heard his boy excel. I'm not ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, you know, some catch, you know, I went to real honesty though. It was real honesty. It's like, yeah. you know, checked out skip mode and the ill vibe collective and all of these DJs I'm hearing, and I'm like, yo, I'm not ready. Mm. So I worked at 1039, but didn't really pursue being on the air. 
And during that time of not being on the air, I used to come home, I used to go to work, come home from work, practice, eat, go to sleep. If I wake up in the morning, practice. And it's all in my earphones, cause I, you know, I'm in an apartment and mm -hmm. all I'm doing is practicing. Practice, 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 right? Until the point where I felt that I was at least a little bit ready, okay? And then I finally got put on as a mixer or, you know, one of their mix master weekends. Okay. You know, you know the PD came in new and he's like, yeah. And then, you know, Jay Ski at the time was the mix show coordinator. He goes, and I remind him about this sometimes. He goes, well, he's giving you three hours. You, you think you can do three hours? Mm -hmm. And he laughs at it now because, you know, we're so tight right now. He laughs at it. He's like, you know, he don't even remember he said that. But that three hours, program director told me, is like, look, I'm taking a chance on you. If you, if you sound good, we're going to go. If you sound horrible, I'm coming to the station and taking you right off the air. Mm, just like that. Just like that. You know what I mean? But I did my thing and, you know, put on, put on some gear and met him at Pegasus later on that night. And, you know, we clanged it. And that was, you know, the start of my mixed career on radio in Philadelphia. See, that's what I'm talking about. Rising yeah. to the occasion, man. Rising to the occasion. And then yes. I was board hopping and Jay Ski could never get to the station on time because he was doing the broadcast and he had a show called the fundamentals right after the broadcast so he goes you know your tactics you love hip-hop right i was like yeah he's like why don't you bring a couple records you know what i mean you know what my format is bring a couple records and you know kind of you know start the first half hour so it can give me time to get there I was like, yeah, what? And then that became a tradition because even when it turned into pure elements, I always started it off. You know what I mean? And we take that to our podcast even today. Because we've been doing the podcast for really, I think like, like 14 years now on different formats since they yeah, took I think the what block spot at one point I think I, it was oh I forgot where the first one was I, but I've seen was, a couple on a different yeah. uh, platform. you know we had you know we had our own little website plelements.com you know and that faltered and then we just settled on Podomatic and that's what we've been doing for the past maybe like really five years five six years you know what I mean but the most important thing though I got out of that story is you were available. And I yeah. think a lot of people uh, don't understand that. Like when you get that call to do mm -hmm. something as a DJ or that opportunity and you're available, you're ready to go. You, you're not like, oh, can I, can I do it tomorrow? Or give me three, four or five hours. Like you were available when DJ J Ski needed you. And then that right. propelled you. So right. much salute. Much respect. I mean, I love that. And DJs, you gotta, you gotta stay ready. You gotta, you gotta stay go. ready, and you gotta guess what? And you know, 
anything anytime that you're dealing with you know uh, a dj of the caliber of jay ski all right you can't you can't be the weak link you know what i mean so you gotta get you gotta get your cutting right you know what i mean it's gotta be right and you know i learned a lot from him i've learned a lot from you know one thing that i would always say right always be a student of the crap you can learn from everybody you know what i mean if you if if you go to an event and a dj is dope and you know it's dope you know what i mean like you know you know i learned something from dj active right hmm, okay superstar dj but you know i'm watching his hands i'm watching what he does you know what i mean it's like, even, you know, you, you go out there, you see how they move the crowd. And, you know, I mean, hell, bite. You know what I mean? Bite, you know, bite, you know, and learn what they do because that's something that's going to help you out in your craft. Absolutely. I, I agree with Always you. be a student. Yeah, as a DJ, you're always learning, man. Like, like seriously. You know, you go to events, you see other DJs. I mean, they're doing amazing things. Like even myself, my ears, my eyes, they're always open. Like if I see a DJ that's really, even online too, like mm -hmm. there's a lot yeah. of DJs out there that really like the way they branded themselves, mm -hmm. it's just amazing. So myself, I'm always like, I'm always watching. I'm paying attention because, you know, I could use, I could use these, these tips to really yeah. level up and it's, you know, there's no shame in my game. I, I feel like we all, you know, D, DJs, you know, they take from each other in certain right. aspects, you know, so right. you can't you know, to do that. It's like I have a very long list of people who inspired me and who I learned from. It's Run a, that list. Run that list for me. Oh, it's a long list. All right? That's all good. Run that list for me. <laughs> I mean, you know, even going, you know, even going back to my days, you know, originally from Plainfield, New Jersey. Okay. Got, you know. You know, first and foremost was the, you know, the first, uh, the person who changed the DMC back in 85, DJ Cheese. Okay. He did a record called King Cut. I used to carry his records and I used to learn from him. I used to learn from Fat Rodney. I used to learn from this DJ, JC Rock. He used to do, you know, even though I was a human beatbox, I always looked at how he rocked the crowd. You know what I mean? Because I was still DJing. I was kind of getting into DJing. Okay. But I always studied DJing. You know what I mean? You know, on the radio, I used to make pause button tapes with the, you know, and, and, and you know, I used to go from station to station. So you got the Molly Malls, you got the Red Alerts, you got the Chuck Chill Outs. And then later on that night, you had, um, uh, Hank Love and you had the awesome two um later on that night. All of that radio, you know, made me want to get in the radio and listen to stretching Barbito. Mm. You know what I mean? Yo. Your hip hop right there. Real hip hop of yeah. you know, but, but real DJing and you know and, and and very immersed in the culture. I was very immersed in the culture, right? And then, you know, and and see, you know, even on the house end, you know, like, you know, your Frankie Knuckles, 
um, you know, your Timmy Registers and people that was really doing house music in the 90s. I learned from them, right? And then, you know, I, I learned from, you know, from Philadelphia DJs when I came here, you know what I mean? Cam, Ski, uh, Active, Sat One, uh, Static, who's now Mr. Sonny James, Skip Mode. Um, you know, I mean, just so many DJs from Philadelphia that molded me into the scrap, you know, into the scratching it, right? Mm, okay. And I'm still learning from DJs, you know, um, you know, DJ Scratch. I'm probably you're probably gonna he's gonna be in town soon. I think I'm gonna go because I've watched him work and he's amazing. You know what I mean? He's amazing. And you know, even you know, watching, you know, now it's, you could watch videos now of a lot of DJs doing a lot of things, you know what I mean? And, you know, I kind of peek at those videos to see, you know, what's, what's going on, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's always a learning process. And if, once a DJ feels like they don't have to learn anymore, that's when they're, you know, that's when they're on the decline. That fall off, yes. Because, <laughs> you know, when you think that you know everything, if you learn anything, that's not really the truth. You haven't learned everything. If you're enjoying the content you're watching right now, and you want to learn how to level up at all your events and create vibes, well, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel right now. I probably would have quit DJing a long time ago if I didn't have J-Ski and I had that. Oh, wow, okay. Because yeah. it's like every time I sit up there and go, you know what? I think I'm happy, but then you know, I think I'm still doing the podcast, and then I'm still doing the podcast, and I might as well still DJ. That that is true. It's another <laughs> element, man. <laughs> like, might as well. Now, serious. Now, serious. I I feel like I feel like every DJ's dream really is to, and this this is my because actually moving forward, I said I spoke this into existence last month, and I'm going into 2023. I feel like I'll I'll be turning down the most work ever. Mm -hmm. I'll be telling people the most no's because if it had, if it's not what I want to do, it's not the price range. If the event doesn't really fit me, I'm not money grabbing anymore. I don't care how good it is. Like I'm, I'm turning it down. Like it, it just is what it is because I, I got to really get to the point of doing stuff I enjoy. And it's just not because money's behind. Obviously I want to get paid well, but it has right. to, I want to get paid well for what I like to do. Not for something I don't want to do, you know? Right. And be careful about that. That's a good attitude, you know, I'm, and I was there, you know? <laughs> I was there. Be careful about that, about, you know, because you can do what you want to do and then still make money. Yeah. So you can make a business decision on whether to play music and it just be a business decision and then go back and say, all right, now I'm going to do what I want to do or take what I want to, you know, or take that gig that I want to take. So you can say no to some, but say yes to some. Very true. Yeah. You got to separate. Sometimes you got to separate because this is your business and it is customer service. You got to look at it as just customer service. You pack, you know, you pack it up, you set it up, 
You play what they want to hear. You break it down. You get paid. You go home. And then you had the joints that you want to do. Yeah. (laughs) We may not even get paid as much on that gig, but it's something you want to do. Yep. All right. And then you may do something that pays you nothing, you know, like a podcast or something like that, or might, you know, you get little donations or whatever, but you might, you know, do a podcast just to express out there what you want to express about what you're loving. You could do it all. You could do it all. That's true. No, I, no, I, a hundred percent. Like, I tell people all the time too, because even, even as far as like whatever you do, even if it's DJ, say you you make beats, say even yeah. if you're a board op, like I think a lot of people don't understand this whole thing of uh, branding the internet. Like you can even you can even just create content based on what you do as for a living or even a certain part of what you like, say if you were a DJ that like, Hey, I, I'm a, I'm a make a channel on eight bar loops uh, or samples or, or re- like you could literally do a channel or do, even a pot. You could do something literally just right. off of that. Any, any aspect of what you do, you right. can turn that into a business and turn that into some dollars. Right. A lot of people don't realize that. Right. And even, even, you know, and even if, your passion doesn't pay you as much. Your passion is a release so that you can feel better about doing stuff that you might not want to do because doing stuff on your own that you do want to do and the stuff that you kind of don't want to do. It's a business decision. That's customer service. That's all it is. Customer service. Nah, that's facts, man. Well, DJ Tactics, are you ready to play a game called This or That? Oh, I don't know, but I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's a really quick game. You get two options. It's either this or it's either that. All right. You ready? Ready. All right. House music or 90s hip-hop? 90s hip-hop. Okay, okay. Turntable needles or the MWM phase? Turntable needles. Okay, okay. I mean, it's like I ain't rocking with that new technology. No, I am. I'm, I'm messing with this you. is this or that. <laughs> DJ clubs or DJ lounges? Lounges. Okay. All right. Twenty years ago, I would have said a different answer. Oh, I, I respect that. I respect that. Sixes or the Eagles? Eagles. Okay. Bird gang, bird gang. Yeah, I've been an Eagles fan since way back. You know what I mean? I see I'm more of a, so more of a, guess what? I'm more of a Knicks fan, but please forgive me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How you... You repping the city of Philly? You a Knicks fan? Oh man! You well, you know you gotta remember. I came from up north. I know I'm messing. Me, with you. And, then, and then me being up north, being an Eagles fan was tough. <laughs> I, I can only imagine, man. I so, can only imagine. So, Queen Latifah or Lauren Hill? Jersey's on the line, man. Who we going with, man? Jersey's on the line. I gotta go with the Queen because she's on time. Okay. Okay. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. 
Now, this one, I like this one right here. Carrying crates of records or carrying a laptop to a gig? Laptop. Okay. That's easy. My yeah. back, <laughs> my backache tells me so. Right. You know, you know some, I mean? some people be stubborn though. You know, I'm gonna take my records. I'm a, I'm a no DJ, which I respect. I knew, I knew a dude like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And uh, he was like, you know, he saw me rocking, and then he was like, "Yo, money, so what's really up with the Serato thing?" Because he first, he, you know, <laughs> two months before he was vinyl till I die. Mm, okay. Like, then he's like, "Yo, man, carried all these crates, man. You know, what's up with the Serato thing?" <laughs> right and now that's what he does you know what i mean it's like yo much respect to the crates you know what i mean but um my back tells me laptop no uh, absolutely absolutely man i mean i had i had i had an experience of carrying my coffin to the gramercy theater and then when mm-hmm. the wheels popped off i was yeah yeah I, it's i can't do it man i, I can't do it man all right, ladies and gentlemen, DJ Tactics. That was this or that. Yeah, that wasn't bad, man. Yeah. So what's next for DJ Tactics, man? What do you What do you got in store, man? We were t- you talked earlier about branding yourself, doing more high level events, which I already know you're doing, but heading more towards that way. But what's next in store for you? I mean, pretty much that, man. You know, I mean, like you know, continuing to you know provide the listeners. Um, all the goodies on uh, with Radio One, you know. What I mean, uh, uh, to continue to do that, to learn more, um, just to learn more, and to, yeah, I, you know, to really rebrand myself. Um, you know, coming from you know cl- doing a bunch of clubs and everything like that to more doing events, uh, to more doing corporate events, uh, get into the, getting into that lane, you know. It's a lot of mobile gigging, you know what I mean? But some of the technology with mobile gigging, you know, with the speaker technology and, and things of that sort, you know, with, you know, um, really helps in that that era, you know, in, in, well, in that vein so that I can rebrand myself and kind of, you know, uh, make money in other ways, you know what I mean? So that's really what's up for 2023. Um and we'll see how that goes. Oh no, man! You definitely gonna do your thing, man. Yeah, like, I, I know you're gonna do your thing. And I, I, I mean, you already leveled up, but I know you're gonna take it to a whole nother level. You know, every every know you know every every cycle is you know you always got to rebrand, you always got to change, you always got to learn, and you know that's what this whole thing is about, man. Uh, learn rebrand and do it there's an action thanks man and I, I love what you again the learning i feel like people you know you feel like people feel like you only can learn in school or there has to be a book in place but i mean yeah, i know the little dj get videos you know everybody sees everybody's dj video you see what i'm doing here you know and they do something <laughs> like that you know what i mean even though it's you know it's done to promote their brand you know what I mean? There's something that you can learn from that. Facts. Yeah. I, I'm checking a lot of DJs' uh, reels, even uh, going through TikTok, just seeing, like, all right, what makes this video very engaging? 
Right. Why why are people liking this? What's exciting about this? Like right. is it the angle? Is it right. was the video just clear? You know, was right. the way it was edited? Was it the captions? Right. Like, no, a- absolutely. Like I'm my eyes are I'm paying attention. Like I'm never thinking like, oh, I'm good or I'm in such a great position. Like, no, I'm always like I'm always willing to learn, open yeah. to learn, need to learn. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yes. So how can people get in contact with you? Man, anytime, man. You can hit me up on Instagram, DJ Tactics One. Even on Facebook, I'm Eric DJ Tactics Jackson. You can hit me up there. Um, but yeah, you know, just hit you know, just hit me up. I'm on Instagram. I don't really do Twitter that much. And no. Really, who does? Um, but you know, Instagram, Facebook, hit me up, and I'm ready to go. Also, let the people know what times, what days, what stations they could catch you DJing and what city, too, man. Let them know. Philadelphia, Philly, Philly. You know, Philly showed me love, man. And, you know, shouts to my whole Radio 1 family. Um, And, you know, if you want to hear me mix, I'm on Classics 107.9 every Saturday from 10 to midnight right after Touch Tone and the Basement Party. Um, I'm with Dean Weissman every Saturday, 9 p.m., uh, produce and co-host that show. I'm on uh, Sunday mornings with The Breakdown, me and Manuel Glenn, kind of go through the topics of politics and what's going on and, and things like that. So, and I also, co- you know, produce that show. And, you know, every once in a while, you can catch me with Senator Vincent Hughes um, every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. So you can catch me on both stations, Classics 107.9 with the breakdown, um, 100.3 R&B, catch me on there on Saturdays and Sundays. You know, I'm I'm Radio 1 all. I I do Radio 1, you know what I mean? Radio 1 Philly, you know what I mean? Shouts to everybody in Radio 1 Philly. They, They show me love and they keep me going. Y'all hear that, ladies and gents? Man, he's all over the city of Philly. He's mixing up the airways. Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of We Create the Vibes podcast with our special guest, Radio One's only and own DJ Tactics. My brother, I appreciate you as always, man. And keep doing your work, man. I see what you do, man. Thank you, brother, man. I, I appreciate that. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.